This episode is brought to you by Maison Objet, the premier design exhibition from the 8th to the 12th of September in Paris, France. If there is one event no one in the decoration and design world wants to miss, it's Maison Objet in Paris. This September, the entire lifestyle sector, brands, designers, artisans, interior designers, experts, and of course you, can join Maison Objet to make connections and seal new deals. Immerse yourself in a vibrant melting pot of the latest trends and surround yourself with exciting new finds. From decorative pieces, designer furniture, accessories, textiles, fragrances and tableware stretching as far as the eye can see, welcome to your home from home. Welcome to Maison Objet. Welcome to Designing Happiness, the podcast to empower and educate homeowners on how to best deliver your extension or refurbishment to make sure the end result is perfect for your lifestyle, personality and taste. This week we are talking about the thrilling subject of HVAC, which is heating, ventilation and air conditioning. And since it's been an absolute scorcher of a July in the UK, I figure this is a really good topic to cover. But let's do some intros first. I'm Abigail Hall, a building design expert with the nickname The Queen of Construction. For the last decade and a half, I've been working with private homeowners and super prime developers, advising them how to best deliver very high-end and complex new build extensions, as well as undertaking historic renovations. Admittedly, these did often have some pretty hefty budgets, but I've also undertaken a fair number of my own renovation projects with much smaller and restricted budgets. Over time, I've learned how to use design to enhance genuine happiness in your home. And I want to share with you my knowledge, contacts, and a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. So if you're a homeowner and want to hear from people who share your vision for a happy home, who will help educate you on how to create an environment that's suited to how you want to live, and empower you to be bolder with choices and feel informed rather than persuaded, well, Designing Happiness is the podcast for you. Each week we talk to a different expert about their product or service so we can learn the technical jargon, the easy mistakes to avoid and how to get the project we want on time and in budget. This week we have no expert because sadly I had a cancellation at the last minute but I'm reflecting on a lot of the work I've done on HVAC, heating, ventilation and air conditioning, over the last decade and a half. So instead, we're going to cover that. And I'm going to start with the source of power for your heating, ventilation or air conditioning. A lot of people feel that this is really technical and that they don't potentially understand how homes work and how power is supplied and heating is supplied. But let's go over the basics, because actually, when I talk to people, it's always pretty understandable. Your heating can come from electric, gas, ground source or air source. Electric's pretty simple. We're all plugged into the mains and you can use an electrical element to heat up your water and power and create heat in your home. Gas, effectively the same thing. You're connected to the mains gas supply. And instead of using an electrical heat source, gas is burnt. It heats up water for your home. 
Ground source and air source heat is slightly different. It's using a standard ambient temperature that there is externally, whether that's in the air or under the ground. And it's using a heat exchange unit to withdraw that heat from either the air or the ground and bring it into your home. If the temperature isn't high enough to heat your home, electricity is used to amplify that heat. So that's why people seem to get really confused with ground source and air source heat pumps, is they say, well, hold on, it's really cold outside and I want it to be warm inside. The answer is they get a base level of heat from externally and then they amplify it with electricity. If you're very concerned about being sustainable, which we all should be, ground source and air source are fantastic for you. And if you choose a provider who can confirm that your electricity is coming from renewable sources, be that wind or solar, and hopefully in the future even tidal, if that tech is coming along, then actually you are going to be heating your home using fully sustainable methods. So it's really weird me talking about heating, bearing in mind we've had one of the hottest Julys in the UK on record. But I'm just going to go over the heating element of HVAC to give you some understanding. So when you're doing your home extension or renovation, you've got a really good idea of what to talk to your professional team about. Heating comes through various sources. It can be via convection. That means something where the heat is rising. That's traditionally radiators or underfloor heating. Underfloor heating can be hot water that runs under the floor, or it can be an electrical heat pad that sits under the floor. Both the same, it heats the floor area and that heat then rises into the space. You also can have fan heating. So that's where you've got an electrical element and a fan is pushing the heat off that electrical element into the room. That's normally sitting in a ceiling and you'll have some kind of grills where that heat is coming out to you. This is really good work. If you want to do work on your heating, it's really good work to do in the summer. That's why I'm talking about it now, because there's so much demand for heating improvement works in the winter that you might find that some of the contractors that you need to work with are unavailable or on really long lead times. So even though it's counterintuitive, when it's really hot outside, to be thinking about heating your home, now is a great time to do it. The one thing about heating though, it's like lying in your bed with a hot water bottle next to you, but no duvet over the top of you. If your home isn't insulated, that heat is just gonna leave and you're not gonna get any benefit from it. So likewise, while it's warm, while the demand isn't as high as it normally is, think about insulation. Think about improving double glazing, think about putting insulation into your lofts, resolving drafts and putting in green roofs. Some of these things you can do yourself at any point. A draft can be resolved with a simple draft exclusion kit that you can buy from pretty much any DIY store or online. Whereas green roof, double glazing, um, insulation, that might be something that you do as part of your, your extension or refurbishment. Nevertheless, please do think about that. There is no point putting lots and lots of work, lots of money, lots of time into getting your home having a better heating system if all of that hot air is just leaving. Next, we're gonna talk about ventilation, HVAC, heating, ventilation and air conditioning. Ventilation, we've all realized is really, really important on a hot day. There's different kinds of ventilation. 
Natural ventilation is where you're using the prevailing wind, that's the direction of the wind, to get airflow through your home. This is the best way of cooling down your home when it's hot. It means you can open two windows to allow one pushes the air in and the other one draws the air out. If you do this in the morning and the evening when the air is cooler, you can cool down your home. If you're unable to do that, or you need ventilation outside of morning and evening, then you can go into mechanical ventilation. Mechanical ventilation is exactly that. It's using something mechanical, a fan, the movement of a fan, for example, to create a draw in and a push out of air. That might seem really complicated until we think about bathroom extractors, which pretty much most of us have. That's mechanical extraction, super simple. An elegant mechanical extraction is where you're drawing in fresh air from the outside. You're pushing out the exhaled, moist, carbon dioxide heavy air that's inside the property, but you're heat exchanging. So you're taking all of the warmth out of that air that's inside before you push it out. So you've got lovely fresh air, but you're not losing the heat with it. Natural ventilation, you can do yourself. Mechanical ventilation, you can work with a builder for and put in place quite easily. Elegant mechanical ventilation, you will need to work with someone to design that into your property, to make sure that you've got the right vents, that you're bringing it in, that you've got the heat exchange units, and that you're um, pushing out the air in a different location from where you're drawing it in. So you're not just creating a cycle and uh, drawing straight back in the air that you've just pushed out. Ventilation, we've all learnt, is absolutely imperative to having a happy, healthy home. And for those of you who are doing renovations and extensions, if you've got the dream of creating a beautiful big open plan space with loads of windows and loads of light, what you'll find is those spaces, because you haven't got natural shade, because they're large open plan spaces, they will naturally get quite stuffy. So ventilation is incredibly important. But don't worry, you don't need to have the solution of how to do this. What you do need to do is talk to your professional team, talk to your architect, talk to your builder, talk to your designer, whoever it is that you're dealing with, and say to them, what do I need to do about ventilation? What I would say is when you go into lots of modern properties, you go into modern flats, you go into modern hotels, you will notice generally that there are some kind of vents in the ceiling. Sometimes they're very clever, they're concealed. So there might be a beautiful coffer where it's stepped up slightly. So the ceiling is stepped up. Chances are there's vents concealed within that step up. What, they, what has happened there is the builder and the designer has created a false ceiling. And sitting within that false ceiling is lots of ducts and plant, that's the mechanical equipment that's doing this, either heating, ventilation or cooling. It's absolutely fantastic. It means that you get to have this lovely open plan space. You get to have all the heating, all the ventilation, all the cooling that you need without seeing lots of visible plant. The challenge with it is you do need space in the ceiling to have that ductwork. So when you're thinking about your extension and when you're thinking about doing the refurbishment work in your property, if living through this really hot summer has demonstrated to you that you want to have improved heating, ventilation and air conditioning, you will have to think about giving up a little bit of your ceiling space 
for that. So be aware, talk to your builder, talk to your architect about what that's going to be like and how you can achieve the look you want, but with the function. And if you want to have a really cool industrial aesthetic in your home, the great news is that this plant just looks fantastic when it's put against the ceiling. In actual fact, if you go into loads of bars and restaurants, you'll often see that they've kept exposed all the ductwork, the big units, their big kind of square aluminium units that are called fan coil units. Um, the ducts are often either kind of in aluminium, they might be stainless steel, they might have done them in copper, be really elegant. Uh, and it's a really, really great, great way of having an, an industrial look. And you don't lose the ceiling space because the plant sits right below the ceiling so that's that's ventilation it's absolutely essential you don't have to know everything about how it's done but please do talk to the professionals about it next month's episode will be a special focusing on the world of maison objet my favorite design destination which occurs twice a year during the paris design week in early september and spring I'm excited to talk trends, textiles and technical development from global brands, all amplifying the capability for you to create your dream home. Please subscribe to ensure you're notified when the special episode drops. To help with your ventilation, to help keep your space cool and with fresh air, it does help if you are stopping the space massively heating up in the first place. And here I'm talking about big windows, Velux glass in your roofs, so you're letting lots and lots of heat in. What we do when we think about keeping a space cool is we look back to what the Victorians and the Georgians did because they didn't have the capability to ventilate in the way that we do, mechanically ventilate. They had to rely on natural methods of um, using the prevailing wind, having natural ventilation of opening windows and having airflow through. But they also used awnings. That's an external shade over windows. We think about awnings because they're outside of cafes, you know, you sit under them. But if you picture a postcard of a Victorian street, you'd often have this striped awning going over the top of the windows. That was because they knew if you didn't let the sunlight in the first place, it would keep the room cool. Awnings aren't to everyone's tastes. That's not the look everyone's going for. But if that's not for you, please consider shutters, external shutters. They can be electric, so you can just use a button to bring the shutters down. What's fantastic about shutters is that they can have holes in them, so you can have your windows open. The shutters can be down and the air can still be coming through. They can be in uh, an electrical style, as I just mentioned, like you get on a shop front. Or they can be in the French style, which is more of the louvered style. Or you can have internal blinds or shutters. So that's a roller blind that you can have. You can have Roman blinds. These are all blinds that are installed and sit permanently at the top of the window and come down either electrically or, or by hand. And you can also have plantation shutters, which is an aesthetic to choose for. Uh, I've got to say, I've seen enough plantation shutters for about five lifetimes, but they are actually fantastic at this time of year. Again, you can have your windows wide open, you can have your plantation shutters closed, and because they've got the louvers on them, you've got the air coming through, but without the sunlight. So that's absolutely fantastic. 
If you are going to be relying on cross ventilation in your home, so you are going to have your windows open at the front and the back to benefit from the prevailing wind, then please make sure that your doors and your windows are on what we call either catches or restrictors. What that means is if there's a sudden gust of wind, it doesn't slam a door or a window. That's very important because you can do quite significant damage by a window or a door slamming suddenly. At least not the fact that you could be in the way of it and catch your finger or your foot. I have very, very, very sadly seen a window that was open in a high rise building and it was open in order to allow cross ventilation into the flat. The wind caught it and it ripped off its hinges and fell to the pavement, injuring someone on the way down. The way that you manage this is by having a restrictor. It's like a fixed arm that holds the door or the window in place, meaning it can't move from where you've set it to. You'll be able to find restrictors in every standard DIY store and online. And they come in lots and lots of different styles aesthetically, so it's no problem for you. If you want to have cross ventilation, but there's a reason that you want to keep a door closed, perhaps it's a bedroom door and you want to have the privacy, consider having a louvered panel within your bedroom door. That way the air can come through the door, but you've got the door closed for privacy. The downside of this is with a louvered door, and I know this is obvious, so apologies for me stating the obvious, you lose any acoustic benefit in the door, meaning that sound just transfers directly through it. I've worked with lots of clients who've done loft conversions. Lofts traditionally get very, very hot. You've got the heat rising from the rest of the house and you've got generally a grey slate roof. And that's creating a, we know, dark things absorb light, absorb heat. So you've got the heat rising up into it and then you've got the space being heated up because of the dark slate roof. So what we do is we look at putting in cross ventilation. That's making sure there's either a dormer or a Velux window on both sides so air can pass through. Absolutely fine if it's just one room. If it's multiple rooms, we get into a problem. So we can prop those doors open using the restrictors or the catches, or we can put louvers into the doors to allow the air to flow through. There is no perfect solution for cross ventilation where you have a, a wall and a door where you're not compromising it. You have to get into mechanical ventilation if you want it to be ducts and putting it into the ceiling, which your builder or your professional will be able to do with you. But if you're doing the work yourself, you can put in place louvered doors. It's kind of obvious to say, but if you are relying on cross ventilation, remember the pollutants and the pollen that's in the air will be being drawn into your home. You might find during the periods that you're relying on cross ventilation, you're having to clean your home more, or you might find actually that even around the windows, the windowsills, there's more dirt than you're used to. It's very simple. It's just a case of, you know, using a, a wet cloth. It's nothing beyond the wit of man, but you might notice that's a problem. I've talked quite a lot about the prevailing wind. Uh, this just means the general wind direction. I can't tell you on any which day which way the wind is going to be going, but I can tell you generally which way the wind goes. If you are living in Europe, North America or Asia, the wind moves from the west to the east. That is the prevailing wind direction, generally. 
please don't yell at me if today it is flowing in a different direction. This is really important when you're planning how you're going to have your natural ventilation. Now, I live in a flat that's orientated directly north-south, and I only have windows on the north side and the south side. So I don't get to benefit from the west to east. But if I'm in a particular position where I'm designing with a client, and I know that I can benefit from that wind direction, I can ensure right from the design stage that I'm capturing that wind from the west side and making sure it's exiting on the east side. I'm benefiting from the wind. I'm not having to rely on expensive technical mechanical ventilation to benefit from that. And just fun fact, because every day is a school day, when you look at the design of cities in those locations that we talked about, Europe, North America, Asia, you'll often find that the residential side is built on the west side and the industrial side is built on the east side. And that's because all the fumes that come from the industry, they don't want it wafting over the city. So that's why you tend to have west being residential and east being industrial. See, every day is a school day. So we've talked about heating, we've talked about ventilation. HVAC, air conditioning, is the last one. Now, I've installed air conditioning into many, many properties. That's because I've worked all over the world. And actually, for super prime properties, because a lot of the clients who live in those properties are international, air conditioning is absolutely a standard. In the same way that you'd have a washing machine or a dishwasher as standard, having air conditioning is standard. I'm really reluctant to put in air conditioning into extensions and renovations of my clients unless I know it's absolutely necessary. Because the process of cooling air through air conditioning is very, very energy intensive. The most up-to-date equipment that you get is better than the stuff that was made five years ago and the stuff that was made 10 years ago. But it still is incredibly energy intensive to cool and take the moisture out of air. So first and foremost, I will always, always, always look at where we can rely on natural and mechanical ventilation to cool a space and where we can use those tricks and techniques that were developed prior to the mechanical ventilation and AC, things like the shutters, the blinds, the awnings to help keep a space cool. But if you do want to install an air conditioning unit, here's what you need to know. An air conditioning unit needs to have two components. It has an internal component, which normally we call the face unit. Sometimes you see them all mounted. Sometimes they're concealed behind a panel and you'll just see a vent on the wall. That's, that's drawing in some air and it's ducting out. It's ducting out cool and dry air. It's drawing in the air from the room. So it is acting as mechanical ventilation as well. That face unit will be collecting some of the moisture from the air that it's drawing in. So it does need to be somewhere that that moisture can go. It has a little what we call a drip pipe. And sometimes you'll see those drip pipes just going, running along and going to an outside wall. So it can be dripped outside. Um, it does matter because it matters where your face unit is. You've got to think about where that water goes to. And then externally, you'll find that there's what we call the compressor unit. It's a big unit. That's what's using the majority of the power. Um, and that's where you have the coolant, which is the chemical that's actually 
able to dry um, and cool the air. There are restrictions on where you can put those compressor units. They have to be outside. You cannot have a compressor inside, but it could be internally within a courtyard. It could be on a roof. You can do it where you can put some um, louvered panels or some trellising around it, but you will have to work with a designer to make sure there's enough free space. That means that enough air can get to that compressor unit. As I said, I'm really, really reluctant to install this. And what I would rather do is work with you to design spaces that when it is exceptionally hot, that you can withdraw to those spaces and we can keep them cool. And because we've thermally enclosed them, so they've got really, really good insulation, because they're shaded, because we've considered the ventilation of those spaces, if there is any AC to be used, it's just taking off those last few degrees. It's not trying to get a room from 30 to be 20, which is a vast amount of energy to make that happen. And that has obviously an effect um, on the environment, the environment being the thing that's heating up and why we all want to have AC. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. But if after all this, you've recognised that you really do need to have air conditioning, and there are reasons for that, there are spaces that do need to be maintained at cool temperatures, or because of medical conditions or the ability to sleep at night, that is something that you want to have. Please make sure you work with a professional, so through your architect, through your builder, to make sure that you're using air conditioning, but you're using every other technique available to help out, to make that space as cool as possible naturally. And then the AC is just taking off those last few degrees. And there we go. That's it. You've covered off HVAC, heating, ventilation and air conditioning. One of the most complex areas of building. And actually, we can all pretty much understand it. Yeah, there's some technical terminology in there. And I'm definitely not telling you that you need to know how to design the systems. But actually, it is really important to say, to make a space comfortable for me to live in, I want it to be warm and cosy in the winter. And I want it to be cool and fresh in the summer. Say those things at the outset of doing your renovation or extension project, and you will create a space which is designed for you which makes you happy. And that is what the Designing Happiness podcast is all about. Um, for more information on today's show and anything that I've mentioned, um, or if you want to listen to other episodes, please see the podcast page on my website, abigailhall.design. Please follow me on Instagram at the Queen of Construction. And please subscribe and rate this podcast as it helps other homeowners learn how to design their happiness. Thank you for listening. I've been Abigail Hall and this has been the Designing Happiness podcast.
This has been a Monkey Pants Productions podcast.